0: Najib Razak told the court today that he was a victim who benefited from Jolo's manipulation of his bank accounts. But even though he had gained millions of ringgit, he didn't ask for any of it, the former PM said. He said that while he took responsibility for spending the money in his bank accounts, he was not responsible for where it came from. by the malaysian insight this is the people versus najib razak follow us into the courtroom where it all happens i'm patrick Teo. najib arrived at the kuala lumpur high court for day 67 of his src international trial dressed fully in gray As there were no supporters to greet him this morning, the former PM quickly made his way up to the courtroom to wait for proceedings to begin. While his case was being heard, elsewhere in Putrajaya, the Government Administrative Centre, the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission held a press conference to release audio clips of what is believed to be telephone conversations between Najib and other individuals, including his wife, Rosmah Mansour, and former senior government officials. In some of these recordings, Najib could be heard conspiring with the person on the other end on 1MDB's dealings. The MACC said that they will surrender the clips to the police and leave it to the authorities and the Attorney General's chambers to take further action. Mr.
1: Mr. Prime Minister,
0: how are you, sir? I'm delighted to speak with you, Your Highness. I'm well, Alhamdulillah, and I hope you and your family are well. Back in court, Najib, who was being grilled by Prosecutor V. Sitambaram, admitted that he had benefited from the money in his bank accounts, even though, he said, the accounts had been manipulated by Joe Lowe. If you were a victim, then why did you gain this money? The prosecutor asked. Usually victims lose money, but as a victim, you gained "'You benefited from the millions of ringgit deposited by Joe,' he added. "'The way you put it, yes, but I didn't ask for it,' Najib replied. "'He maintained that he didn't know where the funds in his accounts came from. "'His aide, the late Aslin Alias, must have known. "'But if he did, Aslin didn't tell him,' he said.' Najib added that even though he didn't know where the money came from, he took full responsibility for spending it. So, you're not responsible for the money in your account, but you are responsible for spending it? Sitam clarified. Yes, Najib replied. Sittam asked Najib if the 42 million ringgit from SRC was transferred to him when his accounts needed funds and were overdrawn. Najib replied that from the bank records, it seemed so. He added that it was the late Aslin's job to ensure that there was enough money in his accounts to issue cheques. Najib said he never involved himself in these matters, and he disagreed when Sitam suggested that he had complete knowledge of the transfer of funds from SRC. In fact, the former PM said, from the time he opened the accounts at AmBank in 2011 until 2015, which was when news of the 1MDB scandal broke, he had never seen a single copy of his bank statements. But Sitam put it to Najib that he controlled SRC and had orchestrated the transfer of 42 million ringgit from the company into his private bank accounts. This is why no police report was made over the missing 42 million, the prosecutor suggested, because SRC was the Prime Minister's company. Sittam was referring to the testimony given by a finance ministry official who had told the court that she was pressured to facilitate one of the two 2 billion ringgit loans from KWAP because SRC was, quote, the prime minister's company, unquote. No way, Najib responded, adding a chuckle as if he found the prosecutor's allegation amusing. Soon after that, the court broke for lunch. During lunch break, Najib told reporters outside the courtroom that he was shocked to hear about the audio clips released by the MACC and that he would refer the matter to his lawyers. He said that this was likely a tactic to distract the public from an upcoming by-election. When proceedings resumed, Sittambaram continued to grill the former Prime Minister over the source of funds in his bank accounts. Yvonne will tell you more.
1: Najib held fast to his assertion that he had absolutely no control over his bank accounts, that he depended entirely on Azlin for updates, and that Jolo was manipulating the accounts for his own gain. Whether Azlin withheld information from him or not, he didn't know, he said. What about the checkbooks?" books? Sitam asked. Didn't you hold them? If so, you would know the details of the cheques, such as the date, cheque number and payee. The ex-PM said that he did hold the chequebooks, but that Azlin was also privy to them. I am putting it to you that you were keeping Joe informed of the cheques so that he could ensure that there were sufficient funds at all times, Sitan posited. Najib disagreed. Are you saying that Azlin or Nick Faisal were informing Joe? The prosecutor asked. Most probably, I don't know, Najib replied. I'm putting it to you, sir, that you were always aware of the balance in those accounts, otherwise you wouldn't be in any position to issue those cheques, Sitam pressed. Najib again disagreed. The prosecutor brought up the decision to put former SRC CEO Nick Faisal Arif Kamil in charge of Najib's bank accounts. As per your instructions, Nick Faisal was put in charge and all bank statements were to go to him, and not to you," Sitam pointed out. That's what I'm saying, Najib replied. No, Sitam pressed. You said earlier that the statements were deliberately kept from you, but it was by your instructions that they were not delivered to your house. Therefore, your allegation that the bank statements were purposefully kept from you is wrong. I would say that they were kept away from me in the early stage, Najib explained, adding that following an exchange between Joe Lowe and former M Bank relationship manager Joanna Yu, a decision was made to divert the ex-PM's statements elsewhere. Without missing a beat, Sitan pointed out that the exchange Najib was referring to was actually in relation to a credit card statement that was mistakenly sent to the Prime Minister's office despite instructions otherwise. Najib eventually caved. And agreed with the prosecutor's suggestion that there was no scheme to withhold the bank statements from him.
0: After a short break, Sitambaram pressed on the topic at hand that despite Najib's claims of ignorance, he had full knowledge of the source of the money. You spent the 42 million ringgit as if it was your money, the prosecutor pointed out. Because I thought that I could. In my mind, that money was the Arab donation, and it was sufficient, Najib insisted. But your accounts were in overdraft. That is why Joe had to put in money, Sittam argued, putting it to Najib that he had to know this in order to keep issuing checks. The XPM said that he only now knew that Joe had transferred money into his accounts. He insisted that prior to this he was unaware of the source of funds and had assumed they were donations from Saudi royalty. Then you must now know how ridiculous it is for Joe to put money into your accounts for you to spend, Sitam asked with a hint of sarcasm in his tone. Your testimony on Joe Lowe is to push away your own criminalization onto Joe, the prosecutor said. Najib disagreed. With that, the court adjourned for the day. The SRC trial continues tomorrow. This podcast is produced, written and mixed by Revati Supramaniam, Yap Kwan and Yvonne Lim. I'm Patrick Teo.